This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show and the 2022 WHL Playoffs. Commissioner Ron Robinson is coming up in moments as the WHL hosts first playoff action in nearly two years. The draft lottery was held Thursday. Six teams in the mix. We'll take you back to that lottery draw. The division finalists for the WHL Awards have been announced. We'll have a look at that list. And Regina Pats captain Logan Nyhoff has been chosen as the recipient of the Dana Bronze Honorary Award for his work with Hockey Gives Blood. We'll have more coming up to wrap up our show. And went right down to the final game of the regular season for 16-year-old phenom Connor Bedard. Top of the left circle across, here's Connor Bedard, high slot, shoots, he scores! Number 15! Connor Bedard is the youngest player in Western Hockey League history to 50 goals! Bedard, a guest this week on TSN's That's Hockey with host Gino Retta to talk about hitting the 50-goal milestone. The last three games, it's definitely been on my mind a little, and it's, it's something obviously you want, just... Just kind of that, that 50 goal mark is, uh, you know, obviously a pretty special number. So uh, now thinking back on it, it was definitely a pretty cool moment just to see the support from, from teammates and fans was uh, you know, something I don't think I'll ever forget. Now Bedard wasn't done there. Late in that game Sunday, he hit another mark. Here's Connor Bedard for point number 100. Scores! points as a 16-year-old in the Western Hockey League. A five-point game for Connor Bedard. Dante DeCaria on the call for the Regina Pats. Bedard happy to hit the 100-point plateau. It's pretty cool. Obviously something that, uh, you know, Century Mark is, uh, you know, a big number and, you know, obviously kind of something you look at and, you know, looking back on it is pretty cool. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, more upset of, of kind of missing out on the playoffs. But, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that as well. He's now off with Canada's under-18 team in Germany for the IIHF World Under-18 Hockey Championship. He was asked about playing for Canada in the newly rescheduled World Juniors this August. Sure, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be there. and uh, You know, I think the whole, whole group's really excited for that opportunity. I mean, you know, when it got cut short, I think everyone was you know, pretty upset with just, just with the team we had and, you know, how, how good we, we knew we were. And, uh, you know, we were just so excited to go compete for that gold medal and, uh, having that taken away from us was hard, but going to be definitely a lot of fun. Congratulations to Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. The six non-playoff teams were entered into the WHL Prospects Draft Lottery. No surprises this time around. The Medicine Hat Tigers had the best chances of winning the lottery. The announcement was made on CHL Live from Vice President of Hockey, Rick Dirksen. The first selection in the first round of the 2022 WHL Prospects Draft will be made by the Medicine Hat Tigers. The Medicine Hat Tigers will select first next month in the Prospects Draft, followed by the Tri-City Americans, Victoria Royals, Calgary Hitmen, Swift Current Broncos, and the Regina Pats. You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. 
The 2022 WHL playoffs are here. And to kick off the playoff season, we're joined by WHL Commissioner Ron Robison uh, from head office in Calgary. Boy, uh, Commissioner, it's been one challenging regular season, probably the most challenging season in WHL history. Uh, what did you learn about the league the last two years here going through this pandemic? Well, I think everyone has been very resilient. I really credit the players and their discipline and and all the work that's been done with regard to our teams and complying with our protocols. It has been a very challenging time uh, with restrictions, of course, uh, from a capacity perspective. Uh, but welcoming our fans back, allowing our players to play a full regular season. Uh, we couldn't be more delighted to be uh, in a position now to be heading into playoffs. We were just talking off air about the last playoff goal, other than Thursday night, uh, would have been uh, where you were in Prince Albert to hand off the Edge Chanel Cup to the Prince Albert Raiders. May 14th, 2019. You're in uh, PA on the overtime winner from Dante Hanoon. Uh, it seems like such a long time ago, uh, but it's nice to have playoff hockey back. Well, we're so excited to have the playoffs back. This is what the season's all about, of course. It culminates with playoffs, and you know you can just feel the excitement around the league, whether you're a player, a member of a team, uh, or the community itself. Uh, everybody's just so excited to have playoffs back. And, of course, we open this weekend, and it'll be uh, um, really exciting for many players because many of them, of course, have not had an opportunity to even play playoff hockey yet, uh, having had that three-year absence. So, consequently, it's uh, it's great to have playoffs back, uh, four rounds of playoffs and a Memorial Cup coming up, so we can't be uh, more excited this time of year. Yeah, WHO representative off to St. John, New Brunswick, uh, coming up in June. Uh, the conference format, back to one versus eight. Let's talk about the move to uh, go back to what was uh, the former uh, playoff scenarios. Well, it's always been favored from a hockey perspective. It's probably the most uh, fair and reasonable position to take with regard to the teams. Uh, crediting the teams, of course, that uh, have performed well against the lower place seed teams. Um, it does create some challenges. We're very fortunate that cross-border restrictions have been lifted, and uh, we won't have any issues because, as you're well aware, in the Western Conference, we have uh, all series with cross-border travel. So, uh, there's a few things that we were taking into consideration, but we were fortunate at the end of the day we don't have any uh, real obstacles in that regard to be concerned about in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, we're looking forward to you know no restrictions on capacity and uh, the league dealt with 50% capacity or less at certain times. And I think fans coming out of the pandemic were a bit apprehensive to get back into a crowded environment. But this spring, we've definitely seen those crowds back. It's got to be exciting for fans and the teams to welcome back full crowds and similar crowds we saw you know. Down down the stretch were simply amazing. We saw some great attendance uh, toward the end of the uh, the end of the regular season. We could really see that momentum building into playoffs, and and fans are excited to be back, and their players are excited to have the fans in the building. So it's really important uh, element, and it did take some time, of course, and understandably so. Uh, but right now, fans are really excited about coming back. We provide a healthy and safe environment for the fans and the players, and and because uh, consequently, we're seeing our numbers really build as we enter the playoffs. I think this regular season might be remembered for a talented group of 16-year-old players led by Connor Bedard, the 16-year-old who uh, reached 100 points and 50 goals. Uh, I think everybody thought that it was possible, but Connor Bedard and the supporting cast of 2005-born uh, players really sets the bar pretty high for the years ahead. It really does. It's not just about Connor. It's about a series of really uh, incredible young players, age 16 in our league. I'm not sure we've ever had a 
crop of players of this talent, uh, this kind of caliber of player who who have been able to make that adjustment to play in the Western Hockey League and perform so well. So we're just very, very excited. Uh, we're going to have a very strong draft again this year, but uh, next year with those players, uh, many of them going to be first-round picks. So uh, real great future ahead of us uh, within the Western Hockey League, uh, given the talent that's there at age 16. Earlier this week, the divisional awards, uh, the finalists were announced, and uh, that'll culminate with the uh, WHL Awards June 1st. A bit of a change in the format. You decide to award a divisional finalists rather than conference finalists. Talk about that move. Well, I think it was an opportunity for us to recognize. Uh, it's been quite a while. As you mentioned earlier, we've been off playoffs, but we've also been away from our awards. And, and uh, really, it's an opportunity to recognize those uh, players uh, within those divisions who have performed so well over the course of the regular season. And our fans, of course, have been seeing primarily divisional games, so we felt it would be important this year to recognize that and and really create some more interest uh, in each of our four divisions. WHL Prospects Lottery as well comes up next month, and that's two uh, drafts for the WHL in a matter of five months. So behind the scenes, there's been a lot of work going on to identify the top 06 and 07 players, I would think. Well, there sure is. This is a very important time of year for all of our teams, uh, scouting, uh, attending a lot of our uh, provincial camps that are in place uh, right now, uh, taking place in uh, both Alberta and B.C., and and uh, it's a final evaluation opportunity, of course, leading into the draft, and and uh, come May, uh, uh, the uh, there'll be a lot of intention being placed on that, but again, it's just the starting process. Uh, players who are in the system that don't get drafted, uh, uh, almost 25% of our rosters are made up of players of non-drafted players. and So it's not to be discouraged at all, but it is a very important date on the calendar of all of our teams. And speaking of May, but fast-forwarding to May of 2023, the Memorial Cup will come back to the Western Hockey League. When will we learn of the host team and the host city for the 2023 Memorial Cup? Well, there's a new process in place now. We have the Canadian Hockey League uh, handling the Memorial Cup. Of course, it's a national event, and as a result, the selection process is handled out of the CHL office, and uh, we'll be waiting that news just like all of our clubs. Uh, sometime, hopefully by mid-May, that announcement will be made, and um, certainly prior to the, this year's Memorial Cup, we'll know who the Western Hockey League host will be for next uh, next Memorial Cup in 2023. WHL Commissioner Ron Robinson to kick off the 2022 WHL playoffs here on WHL this week. Thanks for being our guest today. Thanks very much for having me, John. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Earlier this week, the WHL announced its Division Award finalists, who will all compete for awards come June 1st in the WHL Awards Ceremony. We have the nominees for each division, starting with Player of the Year. It'll be contested between Logan Stankovic of the Kamloops Blazers, Ben King of the Red Deer Rebels, Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats, and defenseman Olwen Zellweger of the Everett Silvertips. The four nominees for Defenseman of the Year, Gannon LaRocque of the Victoria Royals, Caden Gooley of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Moose Jaw Warriors standout Denton Matejchuk, and Everett Silvertips World Junior D-man Olwen Zellweger. Goaltender of the Year will be hotly contested. The nominees include Dylan Garand of the Kamloops Blazers, Sebastian Kosa of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Daniel Hauser of the Winnipeg Ice, and Portland Winterhawks tender Taylor Goche. Rookie of the Year between Kelowna Rockets 16-year-old Andrew Crystal, Owen Pickering, defenseman for the Swift Current Broncos, Braden 
Jaden Yeager of the Moose Jaw Warriors and Kevin Korchinski from the Seattle Thunderbirds. To the Executive of the Year, Bruce Hamilton of the Kelowna Rockets is the BC Division nominee. Brent Sutter of the Red Deer Rebels, Winnipeg Ice GM Matt Cockle, and Bill LaForge of the Seattle Thunderbird. The Coach of the Year, down to Chris Smollett of the Kelowna Rockets, Steve Konowalchuk of the Red Deer Rebels, James Patrick of the Winnipeg Ice, Ice winning the Scotty Monroe Trophy for the top regular season record, and Dennis Williams of the Everett Silvertips. The most sportsmanlike like player award will be between four Jackson Berezowski of the Everett Silvertips, Logan Stankova nominated for the Kamloops Blazers, Dylan Gunther of the Edmonton Oil Kings, and Kyle Krinkovic of the Saskatoon Blades. WHL Humanitarian of the Year, Logan Stankoven again nominated from the Kamloops Blazers, Luke Prokop of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Connor Geeky of the Winnipeg Ice, Graham Sward of the Spokane Chiefs. The WHL Scholastic Player of the Year will be contested between Connor Levis of the Kamloops Blazers, Logan McCutcheon of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, Harrison Lodwick of the Prince Albert Raiders, and Gabe Clausen of the Portland Winterhawks. And for the WHL Business Award, the four teams nominated include the Everett Silvertips, Prince Albert Raiders, Lethbridge Hurricanes, and the Kamloops Blazers. Award winners will be announced at the WHL Award Show June 1st. 13 players from the WHL have headed to Germany to represent Canada in the 2022 IIHF Under-18 World Championship. Of those 13 players, six from the Swift Current Broncos, including goaltender Reed Dick, defenseman Owen Pickering, forwards Josh Davies, Josh Philman, Connor Vidson, and Matthew Ward. That list also includes Calgary Hitman goaltender Ethan Bonaventura, defenseman Lucas Dragasevic of the Tri-City Americans, Caleb Parker of the Victoria Royals, and Raiden Seatman of the Calgary Hitmen. Up front, Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats, joined by his linemate Tanner Howe and Braden Sherman of the Victoria Royals. Of those 13 players invited, one is a returnee of last year's gold medal winning team from the 2021 U18s in Texas. Canada will open preliminary round play Saturday against the United States. In the corners and around the boards, the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Hockey Gives Blood announced this week that Regina Pats captain Logan Nyhoff has won the 2022 Dana Bronze Honorary Award. Co-founder of Hockey Gives Blood is Stu Middleton. Stu, what makes Logan the ideal choice to capture this year's honor? Well, really, it's his selfless kind of traits that he carries, such as um, humility, dedication, and kindness that really makes him... uh, kind of that overall complete player ambassador he's he's really doing a lot of this stuff seeking no recognition and just everything he's done over the past two years really just makes him that kind of perfect leader for our program and and really in the community as well it's it's that complete package where where he's just doing stuff because it's the right thing to do and he's he's really proving that you can play hockey at a high level and still you know really give back in a meaningful way uh, to the community he had a very unique fundraiser as well when it comes to face-off wins this season for his WHL season. Yes, yeah. For every face-off that he won, um, he recruited um, financial donors to support him, and, and Hockey Gives Blood at about $10 of face-off. And I think it was another way for Logan to kind of give back. Not everyone's uh, eligible to donate blood or join the stem cell registry. So, you know, financial uh, donations for a nonprofit like ourselves it's certainly really helpful, and it's another way that Logan has found to kind of give back and once again use his platform and his 
you know, his, I guess his specialty on the ice is face off to some degree. So it, it really goes hand in hand to highlight what he's really good at and support a cause like ours. And that cause raised over $8,000, which is incredible. Uh, he finished a fifth in WHL faceoff wins uh, this season across the league. Uh, Dana Bronze, uh, why the choice to honor her with an award? Well, really, it came down. I had the uh, fortunate opportunity to speak at the first Humboldt Bronco Memorial Golf Tournament um, just a few months after the accident. And after I spoke, it was the Bronze family, Carol Bronze specifically, who came up to me and shared that Dana was a blood donor. She also donated her hair um, towards, you know, uh, those battling cancer. And um, it just really kind of, you know, after that conversation, when Carol came up to me, it really just kind of, you know, connected that, the player ambassador program and, and the traits that Dana had were something that I think really, um, really aligned. And it just, it happened about a year later after I had that conversation after Jacob Ingham was, was potentially going to be named our first kind of uh, award recipient. We thought it was very fitting that we named it after Dana and the relationship we built with the bronze family has, has you know, grown significantly since then. And um, we've been fortunate to name three other award recipients as well. So, it's just been a, you know, a, a real kind of heartwarming story with with naming it after Dana and, um, yeah, and Logan likewise is still you know quite quite a worthy recipient as well. So, Stu Middleton, our guest, a co-founder of Hockey Gives Blood. You are now through four years of your project here, and just think how much you've grown with you know partnerships not only across major junior hockey but uh, the NHL and your player ambassadors as well over the last four years. Yeah, we really started out with Jacob Ingham being our first player ambassador, and now we've grown to almost 80, 80 ambassadors. The majority of those are in the CHL. Um, it seems to be, you know, that perfect ideal spot for players that are really influential in their community. And, you know, a lot of these players, too, you know, they are recognizing their platform. Um, they do realize that there's more to being, you know, just a really good hockey player on the ice. The, the, a lot of them are looking for opportunities to kind of do something in the community. And our program has found a bit of a, a bit of a niche um, for players to kind of feel a bit of ownership and a sense of pride that they're helping grow this program from a grassroots level. So it's really been a good fit. And yeah, every year we seem to have more player ambassadors and more players reaching out, wanting to know how they can get involved. So it's just been that perfect match that Canadian Blood Services is a national program that needs help from coast to coast and, and hockey in Canada is coast to coast as well. So it's really made for a, really uh, great relationship and, and a good opportunity for these young guys to do, do more with their platform that they have. Logan Nyhoff, the winner of the Dana Bronze Honorary Award from uh, Hockey Gives Blood. Stu Middleton, thanks for uh, shedding some light on Logan and uh, what you've been up to the last four years. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. Hey, that's the show. Thanks to our guests and welcome to the 2022 WHL Playoffs. It's been a while. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.